everyone, welcome back to the Book and Life podcast. Today we're going to have a brand new book guest on. Whether they're an author, an editor, a producer, you'll never quite know, so you're in for one hell of a ride. But today I just have to uh, do the adverts and then I'll get us straight into that most important conversation. And as as we do every week, um, I'm going to read The Shadow which is part of the Time Guardian series, and this is book four from Marianne Curley. The battle is over, the war is won. The prophecy complete, but life can't just pick up where it left off for Ethan, struggling to cope with tragic loss. At odds with friends in the guard, he finds himself adrift, jumping in shadows and sensing someone who can't possibly be there. Blaming herself for the goddess Athena's death, Giselle swears revenge to fullify the immortal's plan for world domination, but Giselle hadn't planned on love, and that leaves her with an unbearable choice. Should she follow her heart or the strings of a goddess short on praise but high on expectation, who continues to pull her from the grave? As the guard and the order battles through the past and into an impossible future, darkness looks round every corner. The fight for the world's survival rests with just one. Is it friend or foe who stands in the shadow? And just a reminder that The Price of Freedom by Rosemary Aiken, sorry, Rosemary Rowan, um, is being donated to the Ukraine refugee crisis. And here's the blurb for her book. It's uh, one of her... Roman British crime series, which was written under her maiden name. All editions can be found online where all books are sold, even her agents donating her commission. Sorry, I don't have the blurb for that, but uh, that's that's what she's doing. And now, without further ado, let's get you to the guests. So, I promised you guys an incredible surprise guest, and... I couldn't think of anybody better. I am so lucky that he's uh, on my LinkedIn connections. I was super excited when I saw his name. I cannot give this guy enough credit. He is one of the best that I've ever met. And he's a comic book writer. So yes, I know you guys are all rolling your eyes at me right now, but he is. So without further ado, let's welcome Paul. Yeah. I, and here's the thing, like, I like the fact you write everything so you understand the industry from, like, an entire perspective, rather than just, oh, I'm a comic book guy. You know, like, you take, you've taken the time to research everything and know what you're getting into. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. And I like the fact you, you go out of your way to do stuff that's different. Because there's so many of this cookie cutter stuff out there right now, but you like to just run at it and do what you're passionate about. And I think that's awesome. Like that's the same way I am. I'm, I'm the, the author that's breaking, you know, down the wall, so to speak, and doing all the things I shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, because I, I feel like it. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's the same for me. Like I I grew up I grew up in a weird age. I grew up in the the 90s. So like I had the wrestling stuff. So I grew up on that. Yeah, I grew up on wrestling and I grew up on dancing and I grew up on like I was a stage performer, I acted and I did all this stuff. Um, hell, I even been on the BBC at one point. So I'd done all that and then I decided I'd go into writing and so I took my time hanging out with wrestlers and I started writing storylines. Like books, actual books to do with the drama of being behind the scenes in wrestling. Like what's their lives actually like? It's not all glamour, it's not all pretty or whatever. Um I never thought it would end up with me working with the people I'm working with now or signing a one book a month for the next three year contract with a publisher. <laughs> that... Exactly. But it was like, at the same time, I'm like, I'm still in university because I went back to school and I'm like, yeah, I'd probably not take everything on in one go, Crystal. Not, not, not the smartest plan. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I've I've learned that like the hard way since taking on the script, like Mondays will be script day, Tuesdays writing one particular series, Wednesday I'll have something else I've got to do, usually it's podcasting or podcasting fits in wherever, you know. Um, I'm dreading going back to uni because it's my last year and I'm like, oh crap, because then I'll have to like find a slot for university and among all that and I'm like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Ya. Wow. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Well, I understand that because I was like this, this sort of street dancer who tried to go into writing wrestling. And of course, that's a huge other world. So like writing about wrestling and about, you know, my interactions with them is being like therapeutic in a way because guys in wrestling a lot of them have not changed their mindsets since like the 50s so it's really weird to be around them um, and especially if you're a female writer because they look at you like like you're an alien almost because they're used to male writers male dominated industry girls are only there for like sleeping with or valeting or whatever and even though it's progressed there's still that kind of weird backstage attitude to women in the office you know so like I get that I get the joy of that and I get to, to enjoy like the feeling of maybe changing some of their minds maybe waking them up a little bit um yeah 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 I would agree with that <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, cause I, I was like, I was an actress. I was growing up in Shetland. So like, it was like, there was no way you're going to get picked up in Shetland. So I never took acting seriously. I never took dance seriously, but we went and started performing on the mainland of Scotland and it was so much fun, but I almost ended up in wrestling. And I, I luckily the guy that I spoke to put me off, um, and I stayed in dancing for six years before I was like, nope, I'm going to be a writer. Writers is less painful because I was doing, um, it is, it is. Cause I broke my neck in dancing. Like I broke my neck. Like I was like, okay. So yeah, dancing is a lot more like our style was a lot more dangerous. Cause it was like, um, a lot of gymnastics, but with like physical hands-on stuff. Um, Yeah. No, no, you're not, you're not likely to break your neck technically writing. So like I always thought it was a, a Yeah, well, that that's always a a maybe, especially in my neck of the woods. Um but no, like I I thought it was safer, so I went in there and, and it's so much it's so much fun like having like you and other guests that we've had on to talk about their journeys because I think it's like opening the minds of readers and re making them realize we're actually human beings, you know, because I, I go to like 
talks and signings and stuff and they all treat me like I'm a troll that never leaves the house you know or like I have like you know my husband does all the cleaning and dishes and, and he doesn't but they have the impression that we have these fancy luxury lifestyles and we don't yeah Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would agree with you on that because I was sort of dancing you always had to explain what you were. You couldn't just say, oh, I'm a street dancer or I do Lapache because people don't know what that means. So when I left and I said, well, I'm an author, I didn't realize like how much more explanation I was going to have to give people. Like, because the first thing they always say is, um, do you write Fifty Shades of Grey or what kind do you write? You know? Yeah. I've had Twilight a couple of times. Like, are you like a Twilight writer? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yep, been there. I get that a lot. Like I just did a talk in Falkirk and somebody said to me, why did you bring wrestling and romance together? And I was like, well, if you look at wrestling from the Attitude Era, which, you know, as a Brit, we both know quite well. Um, there was a lot of like, they sold sex to the older audience. It was very sexy. And so I thought, well, romance is kind of moving in that direction of sports romance and how do we make sports and performance art sexy and then I looked at my wrestling friends and they're all baby oiled up and wearing tiny trunks and whatever and I'm like well that's super easy to do like if you give enough hints women will just naturally imagine stuff um and that's where I went so No, he wasn't. No. But then it's, it's weird because like I grew up in Shetland and the last time we had wrestling in Shetland was 1981. And I couldn't even tell you who was on the card because I wasn't born then. But my mom worked as a, a chef and I believe she got hit on a bunch of times. And yeah, that was the end of that. Like she just had my brother and then it was like she did this weird catering thing and that was her. She didn't like wrestling much after that at all. Um, so she, 
I know, right? Actually, yeah, I think that is, yeah. I think it would work in the States now, though, actually, if you did something with crickets. Because the... Yeah, because, like, America's attitudes is completely changing. Like, they're getting into our football. They're getting into our sense of humor. You know? So it could work because if you if you hit that kind of YA coming into age adult stuff, it could work. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always think of their baseball as our rounders. Did you not play that in school? Like, rounders? Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. No, 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 that that's always helpful. <laughs> and here's here's like you're totally dispelling something as well because most people think that writers are not athletes. Like we have no athletic skills. They think we're all these clumsy, klutzy people. And we're not. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It, it, to me, it's totally weird because when I started writing romance, they all assumed that I must be like 200 stone, married with like 50 kids. You know, like the, the image that people had of me. And then when I turn up and I turn up and I look like a model, I'm thin, I'm well-spoken, I'm eloquent and all the rest of it. They're just People just stare at me like I'm a complete alien because I don't fit what they consider, you know, the stereotypical romance author. Yeah. Exactly. And then they just, you'll understand it better than anyone, but people just stare at you like that vacant stare. And no matter what you say to them, that's just that all that you get is this vacant stare. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, and the thing the thing that I think is incredible about particularly what you do is I've known geniuses for years, but I always feel like comic book writers are a little bit more intelligent than novel writers because no, no, let, let me argue my point first and then you can like, you can disprove me, but yeah, but the point that I was making is the, you know, I've known a few geniuses and if you can take what you hear around you like a sponge and you can then put it into your work, your work will be successful. It's the writers that can go out and people watch and absorb the behavior and then recreate it into something else that are the geniuses, in my opinion. So, yeah, and the thing that I always think is amazing with comic book writers is you don't get as much wordage, you don't get as much space to tell your story. So you have to be you have to be precise, but you also have to know the points to hit in order to get somebody to pick up your next episode. And if we're honest, comic books are not cheap anymore. So you're asking people to spend, you know, a hundred odd quid a month or whatever it is now to to buy your stuff. Whereas novel writers, we get 60,000, 75,000 words to tell a story, but then also put the hook in so that they want the next one. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Yes.
-hmm. yeah yeah and i like that because for me i am very descriptive i'm very internalized in my work so like now that i've gone from writing the romance novel to being a script writer full and it is like being a scriptwriter full-time whether I like it or not but I'm kind of learning to turn off the internal stuff and I'm thinking I have to be more visual I have to trust the actors I was always stage direction heavy because I know a lot of actors are not that smart they're just you know memorizing and reacting so yeah I've learned that but now that I'm working with a bonafide genius who drives me insane some days I'm kind of learning from them, okay, I need to trust people more. I need to be more visual. Yes. Oh. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, le I'm learning that in the wrestling stuff right now, because I'm not a wrestler. I've never stepped in the ring, never took a bump. I've never done any of it. Um, so when it comes to that, like I look at the people that, are wrestlers and are my friends and I'm like I need to trust them to put something really awesome together like I can't be the one that says this is where it has to end this is where it has to begin I have to like go okay guys you go away just do it like I I've actually had to like it's OCD though it's writing like because you want to be so hands-on and so in there and I'm having to learn to like go no 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 I need to trust these guys that you know, they know what they're doing and, I, you know. Oh, wow. Wow. I like that. That is incredible. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm so lucky because the, the ones that I work with have been in the wrestling business for like over 30 years. 
So, like, I can just say, this is the, like, I have to get them into the mind of the emotion of where we're at. And then I just have to say, okay, as a performer, it's really hard for me to then step back and just, like, hold my hands up and be like, okay, trust them. Because for so long, like, everything you learn in acting, everything you learn in dance is control the narrative. Be out in front of everything. So to trust other people with stuff for me is like exceedingly hard. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like me, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes, I'm doing that right now, yeah. Yep. Yep. I it was yeah. It it's it's crazy to me because I think once I've I've now got to that position where I trust the my script doctor, hundred percent I trust him. He doesn't trust me, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, and there's a lot of times he'll say, "No, let's cut this. Let's cut this." And I'll be like, I have to almost like stop myself from going, "No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't." And it's it's been such a learning curve for him because he's never really worked with me before and I've never worked with him. So we've been getting in that groove together as well. Um, but I, it was the same with editing, same with editing novels. I had to learn, you gotta, you gotta let, you gotta trust the editor knows the overall vision of what you're trying to put together. Yes. Yep. Yes, that is exactly what I have I've discovered. You know, like I had this incredible um scene in my novel and I just I'm about to release my first ever fantasy. So like I'm about to go into that genre for the first time. And she goes, This scene's way too long. You need to cut it by like I think it was three thousand words. Oh my gosh, that was the most painful 3,000 words I ever had to take out.
Yep. Yep. There shouldn't be any pushback for that. That's because that's really true. Mm -hmm. I sort of get it too, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I. I literally break everything I do down to like bullet points. So I'm like, this happens in chapter one, this happens chapter two. Like, so I know where all the beats are that I need to hit. And then, and then I wander off. And then my, co my co-writer, usually if it's a wrestling book that we're writing on, he usually like comes in and says, Crystal, you've gone off the cliff and into the ocean. Let's, let's pull you out of the cliff up the back of the hill and get you back on the right path here, you know. Yes. And normally I can't. Normally I just I just go right off the cliff into the ocean and I'm just bobbing there. And you know, that's where I love having a co-author because he can just sort of like pull me by the pants back to where I'm supposed to be. And he'll say, right, save that scene, we'll use it some somewhere else, or or we don't, depending on what it is. Yeah. Yes. But plotting and plotting with me, like I'll have a perfect plot and then I always I always uh wander off somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he must. He must. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how many hours I've I've literally sat and just been like this book's not working. Like I need to pull the plot apart. And then I get my, you know, if I'm doing it on my own, I hate it because then I have to spend like a week, you know, just, just pulling my mind apart, trying to get to where I need to be. Yeah. Oh, I know. Right. Um, so like, I'm loving script writing because it's, it's easier for me. I can, I have the outline in the document with me. And then I'm like, okay, I know A, B, C, D, because I usually plot out the, the film or TV or whatever. It's, then it's the dialogue, because I'm either 
very dialogue heavy or I'm very not dialogue heavy. I haven't found that sweet spot yet. Um, and my director always says to me, right, we need to bring in a script doctor because you've either gone way too far one way or you're going to go way too far the other way. So I'm, I'm learning, but I, I completely trust the director in the regard that when I get notes back from him, I know he's not being mean because he'll always like, there's always one favorite scene of mine he cuts. <laughs> there's always one. <laughs> and I have to go, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 the thing that keeps you going. It's the carrot rather than the stick, I think. Yeah. But I totally get that because it's weird. Like I, I've never worked with somebody as intense as I am now. Like the director's intense, the the script doctor's intense. So this is like a whole kind of eye opening experience for me. Uh usually my co author would say, Right, this is what I'm thinking give me very rough outline points and then tell me to go away and do it and he always says i trust your judgment and then he sends me away um but with them it's like i have they praise me and i'm not used to that as well like they'll go oh we really love this part really good work today or you know what i mean something's just so stupid and it'll be like i'll be like "Woo, this is great and then i have that addiction like i can't wait till next time you know um and I think there is a bit of a rush there, though, as a writer, when you do get, because praise is so far and few between, for all of us, you know? Yes. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yes, oh god, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. I, and I always say it's like we have to think we've got Teflon, you know? Nothing sticks, nothing gets in, nothing hurts us. We have to just be like, yeah. You know, but there is the occasion where you're like, God damn, that edit's hurt this week. Like, you do have those moments of self-doubt where you're like, am I really honestly good enough to be writing this? Yes. That's true. My opening usually is, do you suffer from imposter syndrome? And I, I so do. I, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, I've met a few and I'm like my eyes just stay wide the entire time. I'm like, this dude's scary, like, you know. Yeah, and it's like it's the egomaniacs. I always call them the egomaniacs because you get in a room and they're like, This is my you know, my room and you know. I don't think they do. Somebody has to do it, like, just sneak the script off and do it. Like, there's no way that you're sitting there arguing every single point with this person. Because it must be like that. You must have to argue every single point. Yeah. 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 Thank God somebody's not yeah, like say why the hell am I here? Yeah. It's it's weird you say that because when everybody who books me to come in and do a talk then I'm always like, are you sure you're you're booking the right person? Like, I always have that nervousness with them on the email or on the phone. And then they say when I walk in a room, it's like they get hit with a stardom. And then I'm like, because by that point, I know what I'm doing. So I'm like, okay, present the overall, you know, I'm a star. I'm here to, to take control of the room. I'm here to put this whole thing together, put it across, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Of what we are, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've I've also like learned that um being a, like a romance author you have a certain image you've got to present. So you can't turn up in your t-shirt and jeans because it you know that's not a romance that's not what they want from romance. They want somebody who comes in that's got the latest fashion on, that's got a certain look about them, that has a certain draw about them. So when I do, when I show up I do it about making a memory for these people so they they connect to me and then they feel like oh well i've connected with hers so i'm going to read her stuff and i was talking with um an actor very recently and they said you know we we walk a red carpet we've already done the hard work we're almost just like 
We're almost relaxed. We're almost like, yeah. So it's it, they they have the the worry, the fear, and the concern during like post. That's when they go through their their self doubt, their anxiety, and everything else. But they never get that because most of them don't watch their stuff back, so they don't get to see you all that hard work that they put in at the end, which I think is insane. But I can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to in recent years. Because I, I, I was writing the series, I stopped writing it. And then I was like, I've got to read what I've already published in order to know where the hell I'm going now. And I went back, and it is, it's awful because you see every single mistake you've done. You see every plot hole, you see everything that bugs you, but you force yourself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to try and forget the story once, I've, once it's done. Because, like, I have to. That's why I'd have my husband come with me because he's a prompt master. He knows my characters, my story so well. So if I get stuck, I just look at him and he'll mouth something to me and then I'll be like, ha! You know, so I, I, I learned the cheats to that. I learned the cheats to that. Because by the time people are reading like book one, book two, you're on book five, six, you know? And I, I keep saying that to people. I'm never working on just one book. I'm always... Either I'm writing fantasy or I'm writing romance or I'm I'm a series writer. I cannot write a, just a standalone. So I'm always planning something else, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Is nothing like how it is. Yep. Yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. It is hard, especially when you get pulled off to go do something else. And it's nothing like what you've been working on. Like, I always say that. I look at I look at what our feature script is, and then I look at what I'm currently working on. And it's two different worlds, but they're similar. So I almost have to try and remember Chinese wall right down the middle. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it's hard. I, I work on novels Tuesday. 
Monday script day and then I'm like it's 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 hard and I I don't know how many times I've sat at night and I've woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and been like was that the, an idea for the feature or is that an idea for the novel I do that too And I'm guessing you couldn't figure out from that what you were on about. <laughs> well, I, I wrote I wrote a sentence and I still haven't worked out to this day. The guy should be in his boxers. And I have no clue. I have no clue whether it's the, a novel or if that's uh, the pilot I'm working on or if it's the script I should have made a note at the side for whatever it was no and I'm like I'm like what what the hell or the worst thing I do is I'll text my script doctor <laughs> no context <laughs> just something I've thought of and I'll just send him this random text and he'll he gets so annoyed he'll text me back going context or he'll like he gets annoyed with me so he waits till he gets on with me and then shouts at me like yeah yep been there yep Yeah. I I had to get a whiteboard when I was mapping out relationships because I have twin I have twins in a series and they both have their own love triangles. So I've got like I'm technically balancing 6 to 9 relationships. And I'm like I have to remember, well, has she slept with him or he slept like you know, like you're you're almost like trying to like draw the lines a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you have to know the tropes. Like, see, once you've memorized all the different tropes and you know the rules, it's actually really easy. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of where my original stuff comes from is I have a lot of crazy stories of things that I've done, I've seen, I've been around. You know, whether it's been stuff that's happened in a hotel room or backstage or when we've been on the road or when I've been around wrestlers or even wrestlers own stories sometimes comes up and I just think oh that'd be real like Summer of Him is a perfect example I was in the bar in an English like we were down in England it was an English type lounge we were a bunch of um we were all stuck in the same hotel together so we all ended up in the bar together and I was there as a writer for the the wrestling weekend and this guy was just you always get one that's like the biggest flirt going 
and he just he was like the perfect inspiration for this character and i came up with in that weekend i plotted out what would happen in a if an erotica author who's at a an erotic convention meets this very tame wrestler and they're trapped in a hotel together and they've got all this history and they're totally stubborn how would that play out and they must have thought I was weird because I was scribbling on my phone and I was scribbling in paper and I was I had my laptop downstairs at one point because nobody was up I got up at 6 a.m I went down to the bar convinced the bar manager to make me coffee and I was writing and they literally came in and then everyone was giving me the weirdest looks ever like what the fuck she doing you know yeah of course yeah don't worry about it um it's been it's been absolutely amazing having you on and we've got to come you've got to come back because we've got a lot of stuff that you've done that we have to still talk about yeah I love that, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I will I will be picking that up for a certain friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, wow, that sounds like fun. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> There'll be some competition going on, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's great to have you on. And I, I will, uh, I might send you a message with my friend's opinion on your work. Um, yeah but no it's been it's been amazing having you on i can't wait to have you back we'll have you back in a few months and we can talk more about you know the lifestyle and everything else yeah yeah it's been brilliant so guys stay tuned for next week because we have another comic book writer who's making an appearance so i'm doing a doubles feature so you're not going to want to miss that